What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Still a Church Kid Pod. We are so excited to be back with you guys. Caden, how's it? I, <laughs> I'm doing great. Um, I'm so glad to be back. We're in person. Um, I'm so excited. If you heard that, that's a high five because we're sitting next to each other for the first time in like six episodes or something like that. Uh, very happy to be here. We also have a very special guest today. We do. Our dad, Wow. Chris, is on the phone currently. Say hi, Dad. Hey, what up? Still a church kid pod nation. I going to go, hi, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Be the ultimate joke, dad joke. Well, Dad, how's it going? We're so glad you joined us today. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm great. Uh, thanks for calling me. Uh, I'm glad I have some free time to do this today. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> sorry, I lost my train of thought mid-sentence. <laughs> uh, uh, what have you uh, been up to today? I know it's uh, for us, it's spring break going on. You got any big plans going on? What have you been up to today? No, uh, well, I'm recovering from playing tennis. Uh, I think my ankles are swollen. Did you wake and, up uh, sore this morning? Oh, so my ankles so hurt sore. so bad today. <laughs> I'm fine everywhere else, but my ankles are just like, why are you walking on me? Um, <laughs> but now, uh, good morning, man. Got up, went to the church, got to go uh, work at the church for a little bit, knocked out a couple of uh, things that have been on our staff meeting list for a couple of weeks. Uh, oh, great. Uh, so feels good to get that done. And, uh, I, I can get into it later on, but I told your mom, it's kind of like, uh, when you buy six flag season passes, you don't feel like you got to ride all the rides at one in one day. Oh, there like, you go. That's kind of, that's kind of how I felt today. Usually I only have like a day to go up there and work. And so I was like, you know what, that's enough for today. I can come back tomorrow and, and do some more stuff. So, oh, that's awesome. That's gotta cool. be a good feeling. Right now, I have a season pass of Six Flags, and it is still my mission to ride every ride. <laughs> Run! You just get free soda as you're I running go, through the world. I, I, I don't leave until every yeah. ride has been ridden. Well, listen, like when I, you know, every time when I was a kid, you went, like it was the one day that summer you got to go, and you yeah. were like, I'm I'm here. What time does it open? Like nine or 10? 11. You're like, I'm here. I'm here 11 to close. Like, we're they're gonna kick us out of this park but when we that one year we bought some season passes when you guys were kids it was like you know what we don't have to ride everything like we we can come back next week or something so anyway you can even leave go eat somewhere and come back in the same day that's what's beautiful about yeah, it that was I pay 17 dollars for a hot dog and fries i go pay 17 dollars <laughs> for a six ounce steak at texas roadhouse <laughs> well no joke like that's kind of like m- m- mine and i know it's caden it's kind of yours like life goal is to like be able to ride the titan again <laughs> oh i know i was like in eighth nothing... grade the last time i rode that thing. <laughs> last time we went zoe and like i was like standing in line with you to ride a roller coaster and they were like sorry sir you can't ride and you were like crying and oh i had to God. they had to move me to the fat car on the batman and like i just sat there with this other fat guy next to me and we were like hey bud and it was like <laughs> That that roller coaster is not that exciting. If the there's multiple numbers in front exciting. of that X in there, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that we'll, well, hey, we'll work on that. Yeah, uh, that's funny. Um, just to end the Six Flag topic, Zoe was like, "I have a season pass. We should go while you're in town." And I was like, "Zoe, I'm not going to walk around with you <laughs> while you have fun." 
and yeah. I can eat. <laughs> it's like it's like I can. The only thing I can do there is eat, and that's kind of productive right now. So. Yeah, right now is is not good for me. But anyway, well, hey, let's jump right into it. Talking about having lots of time at the church. Uh, we talked about wanting to talk about bivocational. Let's talk about it. <laughs> uh, bivocational ministry and being bivocational because uh, for our listeners, if you don't know, out of the three of us on this episode today, uh, and up until today, <laughs> um, me and my dad were both bivocational. Zoe is not Dina. technically. <laughs> um, and but and then I guess realistically, oh. me, me and Nana are the only ones that are bivocational on our staff now. Uh, me and mom in the bakery. Yeah, yeah. So some of us are quadro vocational. Maybe right. that's a word. <laughs> but yeah, no. In the true sense of the word, like having you know multiple full time jobs. Yeah. Uh, and, and when I say full time, it's because I always regard the you know the work in the ministry uh, as a staff member, if you will. That's I mean it's full time. Whether whether or not it's your primary source of income or you even get paid for it. Uh, if you're on staff, then it, it has to be something that you value full time. But, Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, uh, the, for, you know, everybody who's not in the loop or doesn't already know me, uh, <clears throat> I've been at the, or with the cable company in my area, uh, the West kind of West Texas from mineral wells, West area. Uh, for about 24 years, a little over 24 years. And last Friday was my last day uh, as a part of that, that organization. Yeah. So on that job longer than you've been a dad. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I can remember, I can remember meeting your mom, Caden at Burger King. And she was like, she was working at a bank and I was like taking my lunch break at work. And we're talking about our jobs and she goes, I've got to go home and I either have the flu or, or I'm pregnant. And I was like, well, well I guess you better go home and find I out. And <laughs> she was pregnant. So, you know, and there goes Caden. I'm really glad there she didn't go. have the flu. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, no, but seriously, it's, it's, it was neat today to be able to just get up, uh, and, and, really all weekend to be able to look forward to getting up and doing, you know, outside of our Sunday service, which is our normal uh, to go in there Monday and and be able to start working in the ministry today. Yeah. That is really cool. I think that's a feeling you can't beat. And I'll, and I've said this before and I'll say it again. I really enjoy being bivocational. I don't think, I think it would take a lot from the Lord to get me to jump on a full-time ministry gig if it was offered to me today. Um, you know, it'd have to be a pretty perfect situation. The Lord just really opening doors that need to be open, you know. That sounds cliche, but it's really, like, that's where I'm at because I love my job very much. Uh, but having experience being, quote-unquote, full-time ministry as a singular job, it's kind of a great feeling to walk into the building, go sit at your desk, chill in your office, know open up email do whatever you need to do graphics videos stocking a fridge for like snacks or whatever it is uh setting up your chairs the way you want i did more rearranging in my youth room when i was full-time than i ever will right now because i'm like i like it i like it right now yeah 
and in a few Saturdays when I'm not busy, I will try something different. But, uh, you know, we'll get more into it. But I, I'll ask your opinion, Zoe. I think, do you think that's one of the, a good feeling to just not have be stressed about what's got you got going on that week? It's a beautiful thing to be ahead, <laughs> especially my brain, the way it operates. I'll put so much on my agenda that I can never get to all of it when I was balancing school and waitressing jobs and internships and still trying to do stuff for the church like it was really hard for my brain because I'm one that's like I need to get all of it done but then I end up like accomplishing nothing yeah um so being just at the church has been awesome because it's like okay I designate days of the week that I'm going to get those things done so like I'm meaning like Mondays is like graphics to get ready for social media etc Tuesdays is getting ready for youth and all that stuff. Wednesdays is we go do nursing home ministries and I prep the youth night. Thursdays I get ready for Sundays and make sure everything's good for the weekend. Like I get to plan everything out based on the day of the week. And that's been super nice. because It's kept my brain from not being so overstimulated, if you will, stressing yeah. that I'm forgetting something, missing something on a to-do list. So it's been yeah. really nice to be able to do that. I think one of the things that um, that I that remains to be seen for me, uh, you know, I've as a part of working in that job for 24 years, uh, you know, we your your mom and I uh, started off as kids pastors in about 1998, right after we got married, um, and we we did that for almost 10 years. Uh, we did youth ministry for about uh, five years after that. And then we started working more like associate assistant pastors. So I think what's going to be interesting for me is how do I keep a connection to the marketplace? Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's what the, the benefit that doesn't get talked about in is that it's hard to meet new people when you only see people on Sunday. Mm -hmm. I would agree a thousand percent. I, I, as a teacher, uh, if you didn't know, listening to 12 episodes, <laughs> I'm a teacher full-time as well as a youth pastor. Uh, but that's one thing. And I, I mean, I meet a lot of adults because of my the teachers that I work with, parents that I, I know, and people in the community, other school teachers and stuff in, in other cities. But with even with kids, like if, if they don't get brought to my church, if I'm full-time, I'll never know who they are. But there's kids that I get to minister to every single day without preaching to them, without teaching them about Jesus just because of who I am and the way I live my life. And they know I'm not ashamed, but those are kids I wouldn't otherwise have influence with or, or on influence on if I wasn't in the building every single day with them. You know, you get a lot of rough and tumble kids that may never step foot in the church that go, oh, man, there's something different about Mr. Snow, or they hear kids talking about going to church, going out to eat with me and stuff like that. And they're like, well, why did you get to do that? Because he's my youth pastor too. And there's a yeah. different level of like boundaries and stuff that you have with as a youth pastor versus just a school teacher. Yeah, so like, you know, maybe Zoe, that makes me wonder for you. Um, you know, I've joked around with you like last year when I helped you with your taxes, I think you had seven, different w-2s <laughs> and yeah. uh you just kept bringing me w-2s and kept bringing me and i was like how many jobs did you have but 
you know, how now that you don't have seven jobs uh, and you have about four, how how do you still hey, find? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I, you do do I won't get a W two for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mom. No, I, I I mean, I my question, I guess, for you because you're doing it a lot full time now, and uh, how how do you still find ways to connect with your community and 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 people just outside of the circle that your influence that you have because of the church. Um, that's a really good question. Um, it's nice because I get to be a, I, whoa, let me English for a second. <laughs> I'm able to go and like, go to like kids pastor lunches and hear like their things that they're doing. They kind of get tips and tricks, um, on some of the things that they're doing to grow their ministries as well as like I get to meet with Michelle Garland once a month and I kind of get to talk to her about my wins, my losses, what I can do better. And she kind of challenges me, Hey, you need this done by the next time we meet. And, uh, we also here at the church as staff, we feed teachers at elementary schools, middle schools. Um, the high school has not really let us in at all. They kind of always tell us no, but, um, I did get approved from another high school in the in Johnson County that I could talk to them ahead of time and be able to bring food in for like students that go to my church or whatever. And so I'm going to be able to kind of step into another school district um, and get my feet inside. But I think being able to plan things like NTD staff coming out here, rec crew coming out here, different event planning. We just recently were part of a sting week thing and our youth was invited out there to be out there I got to connect with a lot of kids that were just out there playing pickleball um and then the connection and the time that I've had because I don't have a job as far as waiting tables or doing something that takes up my nights I'm able to go to like football games baseball games powerlifting meets softball games yeah. and there I get to meet other students that are friends with my students that I came to watch and I have a student now that she every time she talks to me about her friends she's like and Pastor Zoe, they just love you. I'm just trying to get them to come to church with me. I'm trying. I keep asking. They talk about how much they love you and that if the church is anything like you are with them, they want to be there. They just have to figure out a way to get there. And so being able to be intentional on the outside of these church walls with the students because I have the time on my hands is how I kind of get my feet in the water of expanding and getting out there and, quote, unquote, advertising Hope Church in a way. Sure, sure. Yeah. The reason I ask the question is because, like, I, you know, I, there's a people in our church that the reason that they're there uh, is because I got the chance to meet them, you know, in their house. Uh, uh, our, our guitar player uh, just happened to be a service call that I was helping my, my team was running behind one day. And I said, you know what, I can go to this service call. I meet this guy and he's been playing guitar for us since 2019. I mean, you know, it's just what I'm curious, what, what I'm trying to wrap my mind around is like, how can I stay connected with the community? Like you mentioned so many events that are like, yeah, you know, kids and youth and, and all that, but I'm, I'm trying to reach adults, you know, in my role. Yeah. And uh, uh, so how do I, you know, I, it just, it, it's a challenge for me to figure out how I keep being, you know, uh, a merchant in the, in the marketplace, 
uh, while still, you know, working more in the church on a daily basis. Well, we definitely have like a lot of Cleburne and like other ISDs. We have a lot of teachers and stuff that come to the church because of our feeding of the teachers at the schools. Awesome. Um, we'll do burger cookouts. We'll do pizza sometimes, just something simple. And they're just like, y'all are the best. Where are you guys located? We want to come see you guys. I have four kids. I would love to come to kids' church. And in the last three weeks, we've had like four or five new families, and all of them have like five or six kids. So we've gotten like a ton. Of, we had like 75 check-ins on Sunday, and half the kids I didn't even know. <laughs> so yeah. Like, okay. Awesome. I think yeah. something that like I was just thinking about is, you know, when I think about even youth events and stuff, um, when I think about me and PJ, we have to like really plan ahead, like because I love our youth students and stuff, but I'm not really able to party with them like every Saturday night. They're they're like ripping and roaring ready to go. I'm like, Saturday's like my only day, bro. Like I sometimes got to have some me time or I'm gonna get burnt out. And it's not a disrespect yeah. thing. It's not if I don't love them, I don't care about them. But when we plan events like that for, um, for the youth, we have to like okay. You know, just this last month, February, we had a, a youth house party that we started announcing in January because we planned it out. But, like, if you were in full-time ministry, you had, you know, oh, I don't hang out with kids on these weekdays or whatever. We'll just plan a thing every week or every Saturday or something. Like, you go, yeah. you know, you have that extra time where I think you could do the, the same thing could be said about your adults. Like, hey, you know, I'm in full-time ministry, but, you know, today – I'm going to go and I'm going to just literally call one of the workplaces and be like, I want to bring a tray of Subway sandwiches to your guys. Like, or, yeah. you know, today I'm going to just go spend time um, reading to the elderly that they can come out and go to church. Like, you know, like Miss Graham or something that gets picked up and goes to church. But like, you're just at least influencing them a little bit. I think that's something that like, when you have more time to plan, mm -hmm. you have those opportunities to say, you know what, you know, you don't have to be the, you don't, and this is no disrespect to those type of people, but you don't have to be like the banana bread church. That's like creeping through the Walmart parking lot, handing people bread and telling about their ministry. Right. Have you heard of those? No, I have. I've oh. gotten offered banana bread and Chick-fil-A before. Yeah. So like they, like they bring it around and I'm not saying there's any, you know, sometimes yeah. people could be scamming and that's between them and God, but, um, and sometimes it could be really legit. But what I'm saying is, is like, you don't have to be that to reach the people in the marketplace. But there's things that like you might have time now where you can, you know, plan an event to invite people to our campus. that's like, you know, free food or even, you know, we have the plug at the junior high um, where we do the day at the park. And mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a church thing, but we just support them and make the burgers and stuff. And they're calling us every year because we've got the means to do it. They love exactly. we're doing it. Yeah. And it's, it's ministering whether we know it or not. And then because we do have some bivocational people, we also have more, we have more influence too. You know, I think yeah. about Tony and, and Maudie that have all their friends and, and that Tony's exactly. constantly ministering to people that if we were all full-time, we wouldn't have that opportunity, but then we could also set aside time to, to, to disciple and to, really create I, i'm i've always said this and i've said this to some of our new students that are a little sheepish towards god is like i'm a relationship first kind of person 
And once we build that relationship, then I may toss Jesus in your face in a more like aggressive way, quote unquote. Does that make sense? Jesus. Yeah. I don't want to just yeah. like, a, I only like you if you love Jesus thing. Yeah. Sure. But introduce Jesus as a more prominent feature of my life and as their life. Once we establish a connection, not just mm-hmm. I'm going to preach at you until you like me or until you like Jesus. Right. So, right. well, I, Y'all probably don't remember, but, you know, back in Abilene, when the things were getting kind of tough at the church and your, your grandpa had to go to work full time. And uh, I mean, you probably remember him working at Clayton. Have you worked at Clayton with the yeah. free yeah, popcorn? Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, what I remember. that's what you remember, right? But like, yeah. I here's the thing I do remember, and it's always stuck with me, is, um, you know, no... I mean, he would tell you this again today, but he said, you know, when I had to get out of the, the minute, like from just being behind the pulpit to going back out into the, you know, the world, if you will, yeah. and, and, and working a job, he started off, he didn't start off selling. He started off doing service calls, right? Like yeah. people's water heater was leaking or whatever. And he'd go out there, like drive, you know, however many miles it was to their house, he'd mm-hmm. drive out there. And he was like, man, you know, to, to see the stuff that people need in their homes and that, you know, they need prayer. They need that. And that's, uh, you know, I, I had a unique ability in my job to like go to people's house. Yeah. And yeah. you saw, you saw the hurt, you know, you saw the, the needs, you saw kids that didn't have what they needed. You saw families that, you know, truthfully just didn't have enough to make ends meet. And you thought, man, that's, this has got to be an opportunity. And sometimes we were able to really help in those opportunities. Um, right. Absolutely. Uh, but I like what you said about getting people in. I think that's awesome. I don't know if you remember, uh, but this isn't supposed to all be trips down memory lane, but when we did that youth alive thing at uh, uh, movement city with, I guess then was Christ church uh, in Fort Worth. And we went oh, down to that campus. Right. Yeah. The youth alive deal. And I don't remember Zoe, if you were even old enough yet, but we went and we prayed at Southwest Fort Worth Southwest, that campus, and they were talking about how uh, Fort Worth Southwest was remodeling their auditorium, and they had nowhere to have like choir concerts or band concerts, Mm -hmm. and and uh, uh, the Movement City was like, "Hey, use our auditorium," and you know, and and I think Pastor Darius talked about, you know, if you can get people into your campus, you have like a sixty percent greater chance of getting them back for a Sunday service. And so I think, you know, hopefully with, with the facilities we have at at city view um, and, and obviously our proximity to the school, uh, we've done some of that, but I I hope that that can grow. And like what you were talking about, Zoe, being able to feed teachers and just meet them where they, because I mean, man, everyone thinks teachers have like this, this cushy job. Cause you know, they get out at four o'clock and they, they get summers off and they like spring break. And I'm like, yeah, I promise you they earn those hours because okay. it's like, it's like going to work every day, jumping on a treadmill until the day's over. Oh, and I'm, then you get to go home and think about it the rest of the day. And I'm then so go back the next yeah. morning. Yeah. Teaching is one of those jobs. If you took away, if you took away the lesson planning, if everything was already ready for you, it's still not one of those jobs where you can go home and turn it off. Like yeah. teach a lot of teachers recommend it. You know, they're like, Oh, don't yeah. once that's your time. But I'm like, it's not like slinging hamburgers at Waterburger where you just go home and you're like, 
oh, that was a rough day. I had some tough customers. It's like, okay, wow. You know, I'm laying here in my bed watching my television, eating my snacks, and today was a tough day. Today was a great day. How many of my kids are sharing a bed, don't have dinner tonight? Yeah. You know, stuff like that. And we've kind of got wearing, wearing this, washing the shirt so that they can wear it again tomorrow because it's the only shirt they have. Yeah. yeah just that kind of stuff. And so I think, you know, going back to even what we started talking about being bivocational versus in full time, it would be very hard for me to give up my job right now because I feel like I have literally open access to all these kids that I can at least, you know. So, so how do you think? I don't want to interrupt you. Go ahead. But how do you think? I guess this is uh, maybe I'm interviewing you guys because I'm genuinely curious. Is you know how how does your your age group? How do you guys and girls coming out of Bible college or an internship program? How do they? Um, is anybody talking to them and telling them that there's a high probability they're not going to have a full time ministry position? But that doesn't mean that God didn't call them to ministry. Sagu kind of does a pretty good job of letting them know, like, because, like, obviously, Sagu has so many, like, degree programs. So I'm only speaking from people from Sagu. Yeah. But there's, and, like, camp staff recently at camp have been very good about, like, you could be called into full time ministry. You could be called into bivocational ministry. There's some of you, they're going to be called into marketplace ministry. Yeah. And they're very good about pushing, like, you minister wherever you are. I tell the youth students all the time, your school's is your biggest mission field. Your mission to spread the gospel starts now. Yeah, I think it's a little bit like 50-50 because I think they're really good at saying it, you know, but I also feel like, especially like at Sagu, in my three years experience on campus, it's one of those things where they do a really good job about some of you are going to be called, some of you are here getting business degrees. Some of you are here getting education degrees. Do they talk like that? Yeah, some people do. Anyway, it's my sag. Everybody's going to go to college. You are going to get your schooling here. Yeah. Go Lions. Anyway, but like they don't do a great job painting a picture that you can be a successful preacher or a successful person because um, like every time we had chapel, if they weren't on staff at the school and that may be counted as bivocational or whatever, um, I don't. I think almost every minister that came to do chapel was full time, full time, you know, or a professor somewhere, or a Chi Alpha missionary, or somebody that's doing it. And I don't think it paints a great picture. I also think, um, you know, I had I had situations when I was in school, and technically I was full time when I was working at a church while I was in college. If you count just the fact that I was only working at the church, um, but. <laughs> There were lots of kids that, because of the churches, um, and that they're not doing anything wrong. They're not doing anything, but like because of these big, huge churches in that area, uh, Dallas, Red Oak, Waxahachie, that were pushing for internships and all this stuff. These kids got it in their mind that if they just stick with that, they'll never have to work another job because that mega church will hire them when they finish, or whatever. When real, in reality, you know, we've talked about it all the time small rural rural churches like ours in mineral wells are the type of churches that need kids from sagu that are on fire and and feel called and stuff like that because they're they're going to 
be put into the world and I don't, I, they're going to be put into the world. And I don't think that it always is painted as that's success. If you're not right. able to jump on staff at the church you interned at, or you're not getting job offers at the end of your college career to be a youth pastor, or to be a kid's pastor. And, you know, I have always been of the belief and maybe to a fault, maybe I'm not committing to God enough, but I think my life's going okay is that like I wanted to get a regular degree. I didn't want to jump into a, you know, church leadership degree or a youth ministry degree or a ch children's ministry degree. My degree has children's ministry as a part of it. Um, you know, and youth ministry as a part of it, but I wanted a real world quote unquote degree because I feel like if not us, who's going to go out into the, the marketplace? Like we, we've said it before, like if everyone was in full-time ministry, no one would be getting reached because we couldn't go out and do things. You can't just go into a Walmart and start, talk, start talking to employees. They have jobs to do. But if you're an employee right. and you're working together, you can have conversations. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. you know, I've, I've ministered to tons of people that I've worked with at different jobs or even at the school that it's only because of who I am. And I couldn't go in and do that if I was just a regular pastor or, or something. So I think sometimes the school, they do a very good job, especially now more now of being like, some of you are going to be lawyers. Some of you are going to be doctors, but you're still called to spread the word of God and all that good stuff. And so yeah. it's just one of those things. Well, I can well obviously go ahead. Zoe. I can speak on the fact that when I was waitressing, I had a lot of moments for somebody to be like, hey, so you work in the church. Like, what do you do? What is it about? Um, I had a church long, long, blah, 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 blah. not long ago that hurt me. This, this, and this happened. Can you explain that to me? And I'm going to say, and I always say, like, I can't explain why they that hurt you. I can't explain why they hurt you. I said, all I can tell you is that that's not what God is going to do to you. God is not going to turn you away and tell you because you like the same gender that I'm going to push you out of the church. You're not welcome here. We don't want you here. You have no value because that's what they've been told. And I, I had a buddy straight up come to me and say, I had a church told me I had to leave because I was gay. And I said, you know what? That's really, really hard. I said, there's a lot of things that go into that, but our job is to love you. Our job is, because as Christians, if we push you out and we tell you that we don't like you, that we don't support you, how are we good Christians? How does that make us better than you? And they say, you know, Zoe, that's a really cool perspective. What church do you go to? And I start talking to them about it. And then they end up going into, well, I'm definitely going to have to come check it out. And we've had people come check it out that I've worked with. And they yeah. love it because they said, I've never felt so welcome in a building before. And it's not yeah. the building, it's the people. And so I also think that that's <clears throat> kind of been a cool point is that in waitressing, I've been able, and like as a staff, we go to lunch, we're able to minister to waitresses and waiters just in how we treat them. And they know that we're there on lunch from the church day, from the work day. And so they're able to talk to us. Hey, guys, what's going on? How's your church yeah. doing? What's new? And that's a good way to minister. So really, 
any way you put it, whether it's bivocational or vocational ministry, if you make the effort, you're always going to have an opportunity to go outside the four walls of your church building, spread the good, spread the good news, spread the gospel, and be a part of that. Yeah. Well, I like uh, I'll say this, and for your listeners, I don't think you probably deal with this as much, but uh, you waited tables. Holy cow! You, oh, you yeah. told us some bad stories, yeah. but. Man, if you're listening to this and you can't afford a tip, don't go out to eat. You can't afford it. Uh, if you're listening to yeah. this and you're going as a group, as a church, and you're making, you got your your church t-shirts or your your suits and your ties on, man, you better be nice to those waitresses. If yeah, they brought yeah. your food out upside down, they you, you are, I can't tell you how aggravating it is to have to answer for the people of the church that cannot treat people with civility and respect yeah. um, in, in the marketplace and then scream, well, I'm a pastor or I'm, don't you know who I am? And I just want to go like, I don't, please don't put me in that category with you. Yeah, like man. if you're going to be out there, then be, be real, but like be somebody that somebody could look at and go, I see Jesus. Like That's Jesus like doesn't yell at people when they forget to put tomatoes on the well, like, or something at like Sonic when people would be rude like over the headset because they don't know who you are, they don't see your face, and they're like, I said I need da, 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 da. and then you walk outside and you're like, Hey, my name is Zoe, and it's someone that you go to church with, and they're like I'm like, yeah, be yeah. embarrassed. Well, I think, I think that's <laughs> we could do a whole podcast I, on stories of that kind. It's well, I think that's something that helps, and we 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 got to wrap it up here uh, just shortly. But like something that I think helps when you're bivocational is that you stay stuff like that stays relevant. Like you don't get desensitized to um, like what's like or or like you don't you know what's going on in the world. Like because you if you're a waitress, you know what waiting tables is like, so you're yeah. not going to be rude at a table. I'm a teacher. If I, when I become a parent, there are going to be times where I go, you know what? If my kid may be innocent, but until they're proven innocent, I'm going to be on that teacher side because yeah. I know how many times that I've gotten yeah. calls and gotten chewed out because they believe their child first when their child was the one that was acting crazy or deserved yeah. a punishment that was given. And so, um, I think it keeps you a little bit humble sometimes. Not every full time pastor is super like cocky or and it's and it's a small it's a small percentage but it's enough that that's the stigma that's out there sunday i just don't know what's going on don't want to work yeah yeah Yeah. so So. anyway hey dad thanks so much for coming um and being on this episode uh we hope to get you on an episode again really soon and i i don't mean to cut off our conversation but we do only have a limited amount of time to record uh, when we start making that, we start making that money. We'll start uh, paying that Zoom premium if we got to record <laughs> separate places. Uh, Coach Jose to get a couple more jobs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we need eight W twos this year, girl. <laughs> but anyway, Dad, thanks so much for coming. Uh, if you're listening, you enjoyed this episode. Please leave us a like, five star review. Um, you can listen to us anywhere you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple, Google, literally anywhere. Like us on Instagram. Facebook. What else we got? You got TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. YouTube. We're trying to figure it all out. But go ahead and subscribe to us anyway. We want to have, um, we want to hit fifty subscribers before our next video, just right. for fun. Uh, but we love you guys. Love uh, you guys. Thank, thank you so you. much for listening, Bye. and we'll see you in the next one. Thanks, guys.